This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. that you control and 603-203-6, oh wait, no, sorry, 603-283-6160, that just sounded wrong, 603-283-6160 is the phone number you can call to bring up whatever is on your mind, that's 603-283-6160, and I wanted to thank Joe Schneck. Thank you, Joe, for being an amplifier. That means that Joe helps to advertise, market, promote, and support the show. Um, And if you want to learn more, you can go to amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you so much to Joe Schneck. We really appreciate everybody who helps to support the show and keep us on the air. So that's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Lori. And Nikki. And we're talking in the last segment about actual slaves here in America. Yep, you thought slavery was illegal? Well, you must have not read the 13th Amendment very closely because slavery is still legal if somebody does something that goes against what the stone tablets say. So... Mm-hmm. If you do something that ends you up in prison, especially in Louisiana, apparently, you'll end up, well, even if it's not Louisiana, you'll end up doing... I think most prisons have people where I think they pay them a little bit sometimes, but it's like a dollar an hour. It's like Mm -hmm. ridiculous. It's like they might as well not even be paying them. It's like, here, you can have a honey bun, you know, from canteen for like what for a day's work. The one in Louisiana is just the biggest one. Yeah. Oh, okay. The largest maximum security prison. And it's some kind of like hidden thing that AP went and is telling people is connected to McDonald's and other brands, apparently. Lots of brands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought the strippers had it bad. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, strippers. So the article goes on to say the goods these prisoners produce wind up in the supply chains of a dizzying array of products found in most American kitchens from frosted flake cereal and ballpark hot dogs to gold medal flour, Coca-Cola and Riceland rice. They're on the shelves of virtually every supermarket in the country, including Kroger, Target, Aldi and Whole Foods. And some goods are exported, including to countries that have had products blocked from entering the U.S. using forced or prison labor. Hmm. So it's not okay for them. But it's okay for America yeah, to do it. Yeah, that's such a great point. Like, so many Americans like to virtue signal, like, I won't shop from that brand because they use uh, low-paid workers even, which is, like, so stupid. Like, what, do you hate the low-paid workers? You don't want them to have the option to get that job? But if it's slave labor, I understand a little more. But if you're um, saying, like, oh, I don't want to buy anything from China because I don't know if it's going to be slave labor, and you don't even know this, like, your Kellogg's, also, they're coming from slave labor. Right. They think ridiculous. that human, human rights violations don't happen here. Yep. That can, couldn't happen here. Mm-hmm. Many of the companies buying directly from prisons are violating their own policies against the use of such labor, but it's completely legal, dating back largely to the need for labor to help rebuild the South's shattered economy after the Civil War. Enshrined in the Constitution by the 13th Amendment, slavery and involuntary servitude are banned, except as punishment for a crime. Yep. That clause is currently being challenged on the federal level, and efforts to remove similar language from state constitutions are expected to reach the ballot in about a dozen states this year. Some prisoners work on the same plantation soil where slaves harvested cotton, tobacco, and sugarcane more than 150 years ago, with some present-day images looking eerily similar to that past. Wow. In Louisiana, which has one of the country's highest incarceration rates, men working on the farm line still stoop over crops stretching far into the distance. Imagine that that happening for free when people make like good money doing that in like California. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a hard job. It's it's a lot harder than stripping, I'd say. 
I, yeah, probably. And these people are uh, like they don't they're being like held hostage, essentially, yeah. like they can't they can't leave. They don't have the freedom to just go. I don't know how anyone's OK with saying except as punishment for a crime that slavery is legal. Like you. They're still people. Just because yeah. somebody committed a crime doesn't make them inhuman anymore. You can't just use someone's transgressions or perceived yeah. transgressions to make them a slave. Well, and like, let's break it down. Okay, so if we want to talk about historical work camps, uh, Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Auschwitz, that was probably, you know, they had work camps. Yeah, they committed a crime too. They were Jews. That was a crime. Yeah. That, it literally was a crime in Germany at the time. Yeah, like that sounds ridiculous, right? But it's like, yeah, it literally was a crime to to be jewish or to be disabled essentially like things people couldn't control um but the same thing with you know in like in uh, siberia like the people that were sent to the siberian work camps like they were convicted of some they stopped clapping first they stopped clapping for the i don't know overlords first so it's fine that was a crime nikki that it was totally justified like isn't the prison sentence the punishment You'd think, but yeah. now How you're you also, just say, I'm also just going to make you do forced slave labor on top of it. So, and that's the thing too, right? So it's like, okay, the, the loss of freedom and I mean, all the other things that come with now you, you're, you're a felon mm-hmm. now, you know, like you probably lost your job. You're your in wife, danger every day. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're in danger. You're probably getting like gang raped. Your wife probably left you like, and like all of these things that could be a result of being imprisoned. Now we're also going to force you to work. And if you don't, the guards are probably going to beat you. Yeah, I've never seen anyone sentenced to a prison sentence plus slave labor. I mean, it'd be one thing if they were taking time off of their sentence. Well, they're basically like holding that above their head. Like, oh, you you won't get good time or you won't get paroled paroled, or or you'll get put in solitary. Yeah, that, like how can you terrifying. even? But you can't. I mean, that I think that's ridiculous to threaten them with solitary. Like yeah. that's really messed up. That's really really messed up. But I do want to go to the phones. It looks like we have um, an unscreened caller on Free Talk Live in I think here in New Hampshire. What's on your mind? Hey, this is uh, Max from New Hampshire. Max what? Abramson. What's on your mind tonight? So actually, um, I was in this. So I'm running for Congress now on a platform of term limits. I just came away from a, an event on. Uh, talking about term limits at a Republican event, um, but I we did get this this issue come up last term whether or not to literally enslave inmates, hmm. and I said uh, I so I signed up to speak on the floor. Unfortunately, believe it or not, it was uh, um, Al Baldessaro of all people, who's normally a pretty good liberty rep, um, huh. and it was ironically it was some backbencher Democrats who brought this bill forward last time. I've got to pull over really quick. Um, Thank you. Actually, that that works out for me better because I was about to ask you what the noise was in the background. So the the driving was making like a loud noise and bad audio is a hate crime. So, (laughs) yeah. So you're Um, saying that the Democrats brought up this issue of uh, prison. Well, it was that. So there's a so I I guess I've said this before. um, We have a kind of backbencher coalition which is backbencher, liberty Republicans, and, and a, a few of the Democrats like Josh Adjutant, who was in, and Tony LeBranch, who was in at the time. Um, and they, they worked on a lot of liberty issues, civil liberties, criminal justice. And one of the ones that they brought forward, I've got to give them credit, is trying to stop people from, from being used for prison slave labor. And the angle that I wanted to use was the fact that you have so many people convicted of victimless crimes Well, at the time that the Constitution was amended, I think it's what, the 13th or 14th Amendment ending slavery Mm -hmm. in 1868, uh, the definition of a crime at the time, it was under the common law. So basically you'd have to actually have a victim. It would be like, oh, you stole something from someone, you hurt someone, you killed someone. Right, right. And And it usually had to be either a felony or a high misdemeanor. So back in those days... Rape was a misdemeanor, but you got 10 years of hard labor, so you were literally in prison. You are literally enslaved for 10 years. But one of the things that the Democrats did to reinstitute slavery was they started creating victimless crimes, and they changed, uh, uh, they changed uh, the slave codes to the black codes. They just changed that one word. They would take uh, sailors, including uh, white sailors. They would take People who just passed out on the road somewhere, they would take, that was a crime. They would send people to prison, turn them into prison slave labor. 
they were Shanghaiing sailors. The British were Shanghaiing sailors. But the Democrats were literally enslaving people, just people who passed out at the dockyard or something like that, uh, passed out near the bars. And they would send them, they would chain them up, and they would turn them into prison slave labor. So I, one of the one of the problems with the war on drugs and all these uh, prohibitionary uh, victimless crimes is they take people and they make artificial crimes that aren't crimes at all, and they turn them into prison slave labor. So I've started asking some of these other legislators, okay, you support gun prohibition or you support marijuana prohibition or you support gambling prohibition. Do you believe in rounding up young people, brown people, and poor people and turning them into prison slave labor when they haven't harmed anyone else? It obviously violates the Constitution. It's obviously potential for abuse. It gives way too much power for, to prosecutors. And that's the uh, arbitrary power um, uh, full disclaimer, I'm running for Congress. This is one of the issues, ending the war on drugs is one of the issues that I'm bringing up. But in the federal prisons, the vast majority of people in federal prisons are nonviolent gun offenders and nonviolent drug offenders. They're there for victimless crimes or mistakes on their tax return. Um, so these aren't people who've committed a crime in the true sense of the word. These are people who've committed literally victimless crimes that are artificial crimes and then get turned into literal American slaves. And then on top of that, there are people in prison that are in prison wrongly they've been Hmm. convicted unjustly and didn't actually commit a crime and they end up released can you imagine you're already imprisoned for something you didn't do and then you're forced to do slave labor on top of it well we just uh yeah i've heard uh some states the estimates are like one as much as one third and innocence project went through their initial bundle of cases and they found when they were taking these cases one by one 57 percent of the time they were able to prove that those people were innocent so that and then the other 43 percent of the time they don't know so it's potentially in some states could be in the 20 to 30 percent range so 2.3 million people in prison you could have potentially you know one third is about 750,000 people serving time for victimless crimes and when you add uh, uh, wrongful convictions and then when you add things like accomplice where someone is just kind of along for the ride not a real criminal right just literally in the car Mm -hmm. being brought along or, or sometimes even a witness um, the Chad Evans case uh, is an obvious one where it was physically impossible for Chad Evans to have committed the crime. The only evidence against him was uh, the almost certainly the real killer, the babysitter. Um, I don't know that specific story, these- but yeah, that kind of thing happens all the time where it's like, oh, your friend went in and robbed a... I mean, this is just a made-up scenario, but your friend went in and robbed a gas station and shot the guy and then gets back in your car and is like, okay, uh, will you take me home? Then you get pulled over. Then you're the getaway car and an accomplice and you're in prison. Yeah, whether you know what happened or not. Right. But a lot of the cases that I worked on, it was like the video showed that the guy was not a drunk driver. As a state, so your your state legislators, they get contacted an average of about once a week by somebody who's been just totally walked over by the whole system, corrupt family courts, DCYF, kids taken away, put in with a convicted child molester or a crackhead or something like that. Um, you have, you know, they're getting contacted maybe, you know, at least, I'm going to say at least once or twice a month. So every single Democrat rhino, when they say, oh, all our public employees are are good, wonderful people, not a single one could do anything bad, that's BS. Every single one is contacted by phone, by email, by Facebook message, person to person, and they're told multiple times per month about all these corrupt prosecutors and the um, IRS and abusive cases. Um, when I was a state legislator, I went six years, and I would say there, there wasn't a single month that went by where I didn't get at least one person, if not two, who've been walked over by the system. So they're just flat out lying to the public, and they're just lying to you if they say that there's no abuse of power, or they're just not answering their phone. Hmm. Oh, wow. I wonder how much of that goes on. Well, thank you so, so much you're looking for at this. Potentially, but I just wanted to say an estimate. I mean, it's conservatively, at least one, at least one million Americans are serving time behind bars for either victimless crimes, wrongful convictions, or things like accomplice, guilt by association, attempted negligence, or just sloppy legislation like uh, the reckless conduct and criminal threatening laws being misused. Yeah, and and it's just like. Um People wonder how we got the United States. And thank you so much for the call, Max Abramson. Uh, Max said he's running for Congress this time here in New Hampshire, so uh, definitely be on the lookout for that. I don't think it's like time for voting for that yet or anything, but that's Max Abramson, and he was a really good state rep, at least when he was. I don't think he is one anymore. Um, but 
So what I was going to say was, and people wonder how the United States has the biggest incarceration rate in the world, like by a lot, like, yeah, but with a huge gap in between one and two. Yeah. Um, It sounds like he's got the right idea um, with his idea that when the constitution made that law i mean i still don't think it's just or anything i don't think everything the constitution says is just and i didn't sign it and i don't agree to it but whenever they made the 13th amendment that said oh well only you can only be a slave in the condition of prison labor well they didn't have things like you know just drug laws like you can't put a certain leaf into your body yeah of course i mean like there's so many more laws that are you can possibly break you can't walk across the street if you're not at a crosswalk yeah Yeah. like that's a crime yeah i mean absurd they say like the average person commits how many felonies a day just yeah yeah like just not even like you know oh you know i i something you know like something you'd think of like just random stuff that like literally shouldn't even be a crime and um the the people that Ian's in jail with he's he doesn't talk to all of them but the ones that he does talk to like over 90% are in there just for drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's most of what it is. Yep. Yep. And then they go to to prison and then fuel these giant mega corporations mm-hmm. that are yep. getting government subsidized between labor and actual, you know, monetary compensation for their corn syrup or whatever (laughs) yeah it's all they're all in bed with each other yeah absolutely it's disgusting they have like these incentives for more people to be going to prison Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely um we have another caller on the line chuck in washington chuck what's on your mind yeah uh i called in to talk about uh kind of i'm glad that uh caller came before me because he is like a treasure troll of uh yeah of info about that really consider um, basically, what he said is the 13th Amendment is uh, non-constitutional when, it, when it is in the Constitution. Uh, that's what I. <laughs> that's the irony here. Uh, if you're talking about the, the 14th Amendment, uh, Section 3 of the Constitution, we have people that want to pick and choose when to apply the Constitution when it's convenient for them and government and uh, uh, everything like that. I'm saying. Uh, we sh- I, I'm not saying that we don't need reforms in our criminal justice system, or but uh, I think we need to be consistent here um, when we're talking about the Constitution because it sets the situation up for somebody that uh, can easily point out the different parts of the Constitution that Republicans don't want to follow, but only follow when they want to, uh, you know, advance their position about their mega BS or whatever they do. Uh, and uh, that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Follow the Constitution. That's I mean, all. they're just never going to do that. That's kind of the problem. That's why I just don't think a Constitution, which didn't... Um, well, it's like the Bible, right? You know, people like pick and choose yeah. what they want to follow, and people interpret it different ways. It's not like a gun pointed at someone's head. It's a piece of paper. Yeah, and even the Supreme Court. I mean, like, they're, you know, are, are the wizards that are supposed to deem whether something's constitutional or not. Right. And even they, you know what I mean? Like, if we need a Supreme Court, like, we need however many people, 13 people, to decide whether something is constitutional or not, maybe it's not as, you know, cut and dry as, you know, like, maybe it it just seems like... It seems like it's not working out. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like there has to be a better way. It's garbage. It's not working. That's garbage anyway to say that just because it's in there makes it just to say that, oh, it's in the Constitution. So it's totally fine if people are used to slave labor. Like just because it's in there doesn't make it good. Right. It's not some infallible document that is 100% perfect. Right. It was made by people. People are fallible. Mm -hmm. So. And the thing is that. None of us here agreed to live under it. It's just been forced on us. Okay, I didn't sign it. And uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's not even a binding document. Like, I don't see how anything is, like, I don't get why I put, get put into this conversation all the time. Like, oh, well, the Constitution protects you, blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't. Like, I didn't agree to it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing about the Constitution, too. And you'll you'll find, like, a lot of these, like, constitutionalists people um, you know, I, I agree with most of what they say, but it's still like, that's why I compare it to the Bible because it's like picking and choosing. It's like, 
a lot of the Constitution people, they always want to talk about like the first and the second. Or uh, yeah, that's part of the Constitution, right? My brain just like yeah, totally lapsed. But yes, so um, they, like they only want to talk about certain parts of it, but then they ignore the rest of it. There's just like a huge amount of inconsistencies within even the people that believe in this sacred document. And even like with the Bible, two people can be talking about the same verse and have different interpretations and that's and then they have a whole new yeah. different church because they are the ones that read that exact verse this way and then yeah they are the ones that read Which, it the other way and the difference between religion is in religion you're allowed to voluntarily join and leave religions mm-hmm. unfortunately i mean we're being forced you know with guns and violence mm-hmm. To follow the Constitution and the laws of the United States, or else we'll get arrested, put into prison, assaulted by police officers, get house, your you know, your house is raided by the FBI. I mean, like, this is crazy. But if you get a job with the parasite class, the government thugs, then you won't get arrested for violating the Constitution, even though you do it way more blatantly and oh, yeah. badly. But... Yeah, it's like the Constitution, the First Amendment can say you have the right to freedom of speech and there's still a man in jail for making a meme about Hillary Clinton during the election. Yeah, freedom of speech, except for the things that we deem that don't apply because we don't like them. Yep. Yep. And thank you so much for the call, Uh, Chuck. I don't know if I said that, if he's still listening. Um, So, I mean, that all brought up interesting conversations. I just think more people need to hear about stuff like this because I, like I was saying earlier, like my life path that could have changed into me being just like a, um, accountant so easily if I just went straight to college. So many people are just like busy with their day to day lives. They don't even know that there's like slave labor in the United States. Like, I don't want to call them all dumb. You know, a lot of people wouldn't even care. They're like, Oh, well they're prisoners. So whatever. Oh, they'd just be like the government wouldn't do that. Yeah. They would either, yeah, I think it's not real or just stop thinking about it. No, I think a lot of people genuinely wouldn't care. They would say they're prisoners, they're in jail. I don't care if they're enslaved. I I genuinely think a lot of people would have that opinion or people would just be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Anyways, you know, the Kardashians or whatever. I think it'll never happen to them. We did that story. Was it last couple weeks ago about the facial recognition gone wrong somebody yeah. got arrested for something he wasn't even in the state for yeah. right. like that could happen to anyone absolutely and so now you're a prisoner and now you're not a real person yeah. according yeah, to and that guy people. got like raped in jail yeah. and he wasn't even convicted of anything he didn't you know do I mean? anything he didn't do anything 603-283-6160 it's free talk live more coming up and we're going to talk about the milk sorry the milk wars that are roiling in america 603-283-6160 more coming up it's free talk live What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. USA News Update. House Speaker Mike Johnson acknowledged that Tuesday night's unsuccessful impeachment attempt of Alejandro Mayorkas was a mess, but he expressed readiness to try again. We have a duty and a responsibility to take care of this issue. We have to hold the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security accountable. A handful of Republicans diverged from party lines and opposed the impeachment of the Department of Homeland Security Secretary. 
Five Marines are still missing following the discovery of a Marine helicopter that went missing in California. That helicopter, which was reported missing Tuesday night, was found in Pine Valley, just over 40 miles east of San Diego. Master P and Snoop Dogg are initiating legal action against two food retailers alleging they are preventing the sale of their cereals. They assert that Post and Walmart have collaborated to sabotage their agreement to distribute Snoop cereal and Mama Snoop. John Schaefer, USA News. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL90. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. you control that's 603-283-6160 it's free talk live 603-283-6160 and free talk live is brought to you by fork fest happening june 13th through the 16th at rogers campground in the beautiful white mountains of new hampshire fork fest is a fork of the porcupine freedom festival fork fest is decentralized so there is no ticket cost and no one is in charge for more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website, forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. And I'm going to go directly to the phones and you guys' calls and thoughts. Gigi in South Carolina, you're on Free Talk Live. What's in your mind? Good evening, ladies. It's a pleasure to hear all of your voices. Hi. Good evening, Gigi. What's on your mind? Well, first, I'm happy to say, God bless Ian. He writes us every week. We get wonderful letters. My husband and I always look forward to reading his letters, and it warms my heart to know that mm-hmm. he is safe and in good health. Yeah. I would like to express my own personal opinion about the issue confronting the United States going on in Michigan with the 15-year-old that was convicted, tried as an adult, convicted as an adult, sentenced as an adult, life without parole. This means legally when he 
becomes 18, he will then be removed from the juvenile maximum security facility and be transferred to a state maximum security facility. And the only way he's getting out is in a pine box. Whoa, However, so what is he accused of doing? I found rather incomplete, in my own opinion, and I say this as my own personal opinion, I feel that the state went after the mother and soon the father was incomplete. In Wait, terms well, of, Gigi, let's back up really fast. What is this guy accused of doing? And what did? Oh no, he was already convicted. The young fifteen-year-old who was given a gun by his parents for his birthday in Michigan, oh, okay. a, a suburb outside of Detroit. I don't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. And he went on a murderous rampage. And the state is now going to go after the father. The mother was found guilty by the jury for involuntary manslaughter. That means the judge, when the mother has her sentencing hearing in a few weeks or months, she can be sentenced to up to 15 years. What I find incomplete is that the prosecution never at any time went after the school administration on any charges and only went after prosecuting the mother and father of this young man. And it came out on several instances during the trial that many times school administration officials would contact the mother and father on different cell phones and explain there are serious problems regarding their son's behavior verbally and physically and perhaps psychologically. However, it came out in trial that at no time did any school official or administrative personnel tell the mother or father We have called security. We have called police. We have called local authorities. He's going to be expelled. He's going to be suspended or come pick him up. So why was it incomplete in terms of a prosecution? They only went after the mother and father. Is it because they were the ones who bought the son a gun for his birthday? Yes. Shouldn't shouldn't somebody or several people in the school who noticed many, many episodes of their son's outbursts and emotional instability, shouldn't they have been to some degree culpable, no, responsible? No. I don't think they should be. See, this is the problem. Like, whenever something is wrong that's done to someone like this wrong that's happening to these parents um you should not be um charged with involuntary manslaughter for the crime of someone else well the the easy thing to do is sometimes to be like well these other people should also have this wrong done to them but in reality it would be best if the wrong wasn't done to anyone You, you know like i don't think that anyone should be that's a good point that you have Maybe it should just be the sole responsibility of the 15-year-old that was convicted. Perhaps you are right. That's just my opinion as far as, like, basically all wrongs. I, I say that's an interesting thing to consider. I just feel that it leaves me with a very uncomfortable taste in my mouth after so many instances of young people, minors, taking guns and going on a murderous rampage all over the country. Now, this one is the test case, the litmus case, so to speak. And believe me, it's going to be used as the legal precedent in future. So I have a problem with um, even the suggestion that the school should be somehow held responsible because that opens the door to the school being responsible for people's kids. Hmm. As a parent, yeah, that's just further pushing the parentification of the school system into things. But also, I have another problem with this whole thing, because how can you charge him as an adult and give him an adult sentence, but then also charge the parents for not... 
Well, just doesn't make sense supervising because him. If he, technically, is he an adult or is he a, a child? Point. They didn't yeah. do any. Yeah, well, there's Am that. Am I still on the air? Oh, yes. yes. You are, yep. Oh, okay, because I heard beeping. My husband, who's a practicing attorney in South Carolina and has on occasion been involved professionally with the juvenile court system, he agreed with exactly what you just said. Yeah, it sounds like they're... Charging uh, a minor as an adult and trying a minor as an adult and then putting a minor with other adults eventually once he is 18. Yeah, and and it's like they're they're using two separate um I standards. I don't know, yeah, standards against him yeah. where his parents should have been responsible for him but also he was an adult at the time. It's just really strange. Thank you for the call, Gigi, cuz I had heard just basically like a headline about this. I didn't know all of these details and um I just heard that a, a lady got found guilty for giving her son a gun that he then killed people with. I didn't know that was manslaughter. I wasn't sure what she got uh, found guilty of. The same thing happened to the manufacturers of the gun that somebody used to shoot up um, in Connecticut, the Sandy Hook yeah. children. It just doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous. To hold people, like, to hold the manufacturer liable? That's just that, crazy. That is crazy. That doesn't make any sense at all. And the same thing with the parents or teachers or anyone else. They didn't commit a crime. Yeah. It's legal to give your kids a gun. That's what they did. Like... You can say it's in bad, um, not bad taste, but you could say bad that, parenting. Yeah, it was bad parenting, knowing their son was crazy. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it's kind of bad parenting to not know anything about your son because you put him in public school. So, is everybody whose kids are in public school just as culpable because their kid could be crazy and they wouldn't know about it because there are these people who aren't culpable because, well, they're the ones that gave them the SSRIs, so we can't make them culpable, these uh, guidance counselors. Are we going to convict the doctors that are prescribing Hmm. people uh, antidepressants that are making them insane? Right. Yeah, seriously. You know what I mean? I don't think we should. I just, I'm trying to make the point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, of course, of course we really shouldn't. I'm I'm not saying we should, but it's It's like... the same idea. That's the thing. It's like, where do they draw the line? Where does it end? Yeah. Yeah, they were terrible parents but they didn't kill anyone right yeah and and that's just always my opinion on like who did the wrong it's it's always gonna be the person who did the wrong like Mm -hmm. i don't think lying is a thing that people should be put in jail for but you could say that if you lie to someone be like hey he had sex with your girlfriend and then he kills them oh you're the one that did it no i i don't even think if you me lee and um Richie Rich had this conversation. I don't even think if you tell someone to kill someone, you're as culpable as the person who did the no, murder. Because you I don't didn't think actually you're do it at all. You I didn't even so. make them do it, right? Unless no. you, I mean, if there's like actual force in some way, it's different. But if yeah. you just tell them, yeah, it, it's it's like I could tell you to smack yeah. Nikki right now, and if you did it, I how dare yeah, how you, Bonnie? It? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. um. Yeah, that's just basically always going to be my opinion on any... It's like you can... When you have, like, principles, you can apply them to every situation. That's how principles work. Yeah, no, and it is it is hard sometimes, especially with some of these situations where you can get, like, your emotions right. involved. But if you kind of, like, look at it just as the situation, it is. You're right. It is very easy just to apply your principles to every single situation across the board. And right. it really does help. I mean, like for me personally, even like on like at a mental and emotional level, that has brought me so much peace and understanding in my own life. Right. Because there was so much that I was so confused about and so angry about. Like people should do this and they should do this. And why aren't people living like this? But once you just like break it down into principles and into like natural law, it's like, okay, well, I'm releasing... Like, I don't have any responsibility for other people and their action. Right. And I'm I'm releasing that. And it gives you, like, a major... It, it gave me, at least, a major sense of freedom and peace to live my own life. Yeah. <laughs> and to stay in my own business and not live other people's lives. And mm-hmm. statists and, like, socialists and communists, they're just always going to continuously have that going on with them. Um, that stress of being a control freak. Um, because they can't let it go. They can't like uh, yeah. bad things are going to happen in the world and you can't ever stop that. All you can do is not do bad things yourself. Now, if you're using your ability to create action in the world, to do things like control other people's actions, then you're actually causing harm back into the world. So you're not like helping anyone. You're not 
getting rid of the harm that you wished to get rid of. But it looks like we have another caller in line. Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yes, thank you for calling, Bonnie. Be- thank you for being um, so sweet. You're you're like the really wonderful host. I Aww. I just <laughs> I just want to say that kind of like a, Ian was kind of like a little meanie. Oh yeah, you're a- <laughs> I agree. He's mean to the callers. Oh yeah, I mean, no, but um, so but he'll know there. But um, well, thank you, Sarah. What's so, on your mind? But. You know, our congressman, Martin Heinrich, you know, um, got the word that we're, like, number one in pedestrian fatality. So he really wants to get funding to help, federal funding to help our state, you know, um, and, you know, um, to, um, out of all things, to build wider sidewalks and bicycle paths on two parts of the street. And, you know, I'm I'm very grateful that he's working this money from the federal level. But, you know, I ask myself, is that really going to help, you know, drivers running red lights at 80 miles per hour, per hour and hmm. T-boning people, you know? It yeah, also so, makes me but, wonder, is the problem actually the pedestrians walking in the road? Because if they just need wider sidewalks, does that imply that they're always walking in the road? Or that the cars are driving up onto the sidewalks? Like, what is going on? What what does wider sidewalks solve? Yeah, but that, 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 I'm just point, I'm kind of pointing out to the silliness of all this, mm-hmm. that he's willing to bring, I don't know, a couple. $10 million, but millions of dollars, and what the, all they could come up with is widen the sidewalk and put a bicycle path yeah. um, through five miles of this street, another five miles on the street, and I live on, like, the death intersection, like a mile away from the entire state. So San Mateo, Montgomery, I live, like, a mile from it, and uh, that was rated the number one most traffic and the most fatal intersection. So I, you know, and that was the place where they had the very first red light cameras and they had it for seven years and they got taken down. So they're not addressing driver behavior. You know, it's like it, it, they always never want to address because I guess the most of the voters are drivers and they just kind of let the drivers Whatever the drivers want, they get because they want to get elected. But it's already it's already illegal to like run through a red light. The thing is, like, I think that you're the problem you're having. The thing that is frustrating you, Sarah, is the fact that it's kind of like what we were talking about right before we took your call. It's that you're frustrated because you can't control other people's behaviors, and it sucks because they are doing things that are pretty wrong. Like, I think it's wrong to not care if there's. Uh, cars coming or other or people walking in the street and speed into them and kill them and that that is wrong but the thing is you are at a loss because there is no law that they can create that can stop people from making these bad decisions and the thing is it has to be taken care of from a more um original source like why is there all this like poverty and pain because the thing is bad driving is always poor activities. It's poor activities. If you have a nice car, if you have some place to be, you don't care about being um, like, you know, going through the red lights. You're, you're, you know, you're not driving around drunk with risking breaking your cars. I mean, maybe like the mega rich that really don't care. I've just noticed that like in the crappy areas of San Antonio, you're more likely to be like, you know, cut off by some crazy person who's all mad at you. They're they're having road rage. And then in the nicer areas, it's like, wow, everybody's just kind of like driving. Um, and so I've always called that poor activities. So the thing is, why is everybody poor? Because of communism in in New Mexico. And I, I love just how think- you really just brought that full circle, Bonnie. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. <laughs> well, I I don't really believe that it. But I never thought about bad driving as a poverty mentality. But you, you are right, and you know our state is that most of the people here are um, drug addicted, or or they were, uh, or they're alcohol uh, addicted, and uh, most of the em- employment involved in rescuing them from homelessness. A lot of like um, they, a lot of their job opportunities 
for um, like a counselor at a drug rehab. And there's a lot of um, need for halfway houses. A lot of people have been incarcerated from um, substance abuse and alcoholism, and they wind up homeless. Yeah, that, and then I guess that it, it leads linked to bad driving behavior. You're right. It's like if they abuse themselves, they're not concerned about the, their value of their own life. They're, they definitely do not value and care about other people's lives. Yes, you're right. definitely. Yeah, you're right. Because if they're abusing their bodies with the narcotics, why should they care about killing somebody while they're driving? And the thing is, but, I feel like um, a lot of people end up drug addicts because... Um, I'm going to sound like Jay Noon, but he's right about this, um, so it's fine. But they basically don't get their dopamine hits from doing a good job, um, you know, giving a good service to a person, um, you know, doing something with their lives at all because they're on welfare. And then they need to do drugs to escape the monotony of the crappy life they have because they're on welfare. And then they just stop caring about other people because their life is so boring. Who cares? You know, it's exactly what you're saying. Like they start to feel like, oh, well, I don't care about myself. So why do do I care about anyone else? I don't care if I hit someone. I don't care if I run into another car even. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's a, it's, um, this has been the poorest state. I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, yeah. Uh, about being depressed. Maybe it's, the poverty, but you're so poor, and then you get depressed, and you wind up doing drugs and alcohol. Um, but I, what I've noticed is that a lot of these problems, I was also that it happens from utero on. Like most of the mothers were on some kind of drugs and alcoholism, and smokers, and um, some kind of um, drugs, and so the the people are messed up from birth. Yeah. So and a lot of the babies are going through withdrawals. I mean, when I they mean, come out, so there's a yeah. No amount of, like, tax money can fix that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, let's just give all the FS, seems, FAS people, you know, welfare money and that'll it fix it, It right? seems like it's just making it worse, right? Yeah, it gives them just no incentive to be a normal, good human. Well, and if you're being raised by someone who's doing all of that and lives their life that way, that's what you're seeing and that's how you're... Yeah. You're learning your values. That's how you're going to end up most of the time unless you do something about it, which most people don't yeah. want to be uncomfortable and make themselves better and yeah. and strive for a better life. That's what it really is. People don't like to be uncomfortable. They don't want to learn things that are uncomfortable. They don't want to do things that are uncomfortable. They just want to sit there and have somebody do everything for them and think for them and not worry about it. Well, thank you for the call, Sarah. I I agree with you that I don't think there's any way that getting wider sidewalks is going to fix this problem that apparently New Mexicans have of hitting pedestrians. I just don't think anything the government can do is going to fix that. I don't think the government wants to fix anything. I don't think that's their their goal. They want to put like, you know, a, a propped up cardboard picture in front of the problem and be like right. look it's fixed yeah. but behind the picture it's still the same problem yeah so they're like, i think uh-huh. um the new mexico drivers need like a Smokey the bear but for like road rage <laughs> or like for for like traffic like collisions or whatever and the other thing about it is like it's either a band-aid on top of a problem like you said or it's even more insidious like maybe the guy the congressman she's talking about has is in the pockets of some construction company he gives them this easy job of widening the sidewalks and in the name of fixing this problem and it doesn't fix the problem and then he gets a kickback from this construction company blah 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 Mm -hmm. it's just like it's always like dirtier than you could even imagine with the government the the lunatics killers thieves idiots thugs the mafia the despots and tyrants called the government but moving on to wall street journal um i have this article from the wall street journal and i had teased in the last uh segment it says team cow or team soy cow anyways the milk (laughs) wars roiling in america as plant-based milks flood the market, dairy producers want to scrub milk from labels of alternatives. They said, I've got no problem with almond drink. It's stupid. It is yeah, like another yeah. group of people going think, to the government. I don't yeah. think almonds have memory glands and they're yeah. like milking the almonds into yeah. a cup for me. Do some people Nobody's, think that? No one's it's being just, tricked by the word milk. Yeah, I think... Um, 
it's just because that's like what they are trying to replace. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the the alternative that they're trying to create. You know, like they're trying to mimic milk. It's like, yeah, we know that almonds don't right. produce milk. Yeah, nobody thinks that that's milk. No, no one thinks yeah. that's what's happening. No one thinks you that, the, I mean? you know, there's some animal out there squirting out almond milk. <laughs> I hope not. But I mean, I'm pretty sure some people actually believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Oh, hmm. man. Probably. Like, that's one of those things where you're like, no, that's so ridiculous. No one would think that. Uh, and then you find out someone like in their 40s was like, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I had. So when I used to deal poker. I don't even know how it came up, but somebody tried to tell everybody at the table that eggs are racist because supermarket eggs are bleached white because people think white is better. And I was like, you're out of your mind. That's not how any of that works. Like different chickens lay different colored eggs. And they're like, what kind of farm did you grow up on to know that? I'm like, Uh, one with books, lady, just read something once in a while. Sometimes they're even green or blue. Yeah. um, People believe stuff like the, I, I believe that people believe stuff like the, brown cows make chocolate milk because Chelsea Handler, I was trying to remember exactly what it was. I looked it up. Chelsea Handler said she was 40 years old when she found out that the sun and the moon were not the same object. What? What? So she's like a book writer and a comedian, like a show host. I don't really know much of her work. I just know she's kind of annoying. And she believed that like the sun goes away and then comes back as the moon at night and then goes away. I almost feel like you've got to be lying. Like, is she lying to get like headlines written about I, her? About that, that to me, that's more believable than the brown cow thing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. they're still really both terrifying that people think these. Yeah, things. I think um, <laughs> someone posted. Make sure you send um, your kids to school, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and that's the thing when I tell people like when they're nervous about homeschooling and they're like, I just don't know if I'm smart enough, and they're kind of doubting themselves. I'm like, listen, <laughs> you literally can't do a worse job, right? Like, no, even if you kind of did a bad job, you'd still be doing way better than the public schools. It's so, interesting to hear you know. stories about like the worst things that people have had happen in public schools. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. It's free talk live. More coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's free talk live. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. 